Okay, has my mic on? Yep. Amen. Thank you all for uh, coming out tonight. And that's midweek, and um, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm still up and down with my um, sleep patterns and things like that. But um, pastor's away. He's down, uh, I think Sydney or Newcastle, I believe. Um, he's had the opportunity to preach to a number of about 30 or so men that are looking at entering the ministry. So pray for him tonight, please. <clears throat> and pray that the, um, the Lord touches those hearts of the young men and strengthens and encourages them. Um, being back in Australia, it it's, makes me even more thankful that we have just a good church back here and the opportunity to be out, uh, come and worship freely, come and hear the word of God preached and just, uh, I think we, we do take it for granted, a lot of us, and um, there will no doubt come a day when we won't have that, that liberty. So I encourage you to be faithful and um, make the most of it. Um, I know we're busy with our lives running around and that, but um, tonight I'm primarily going to speak to born-again believers, um, but if at the end of the service you have any questions on anything, um, just feel, feel free to approach myself or one of the other men here. Um, the Bible reading, I'm going to be reading from Ecclesiastes, please. Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. Um, I'll just take a few thoughts here tonight, I'll try not to keep you too long. I've got three young kids as well, and uh, none of them slept today, so <laughs> it'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah, it is, it is such a blessing being back here, and I, did, I must admit, I did enjoy my time with Brother Paul. Um, you never exactly get to know anyone until you have to sleep about this far away from them, <laughs> and um, luckily he woke up in the middle of the night, not me, <laughs> so it was, a, it was a real blessing, though. It was, um, it was a good time of fellowship. Um, I encourage you to... to um, if you haven't been on any trips with anyone, get out and spread your wings a bit and, and, and see what some of the work that's going on around the world. I know when I first came to this church, Pastor took me over to America and I came from, from a little church at a, in Rockham, uh, um, Rockingham in Perth, then to Ipswich and then here. And this was like a massive church for me as a new believer. Then he took me to America and he showed me Pastor Chapels and Pastor Fishers and I was just like, well, God's bigger than just here. Um, and it's just a real blessing, encourages and strengthens your faith. So Ecclesiastes chapter 1, it's going to read the first uh, <clears throat> 10 or 12 verses. It says, um, The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem, Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What profit hath a man of all his labour which he taketh under the sun? One generation passeth away, and another generation cometh, but the earth abideth forever. The sun also riseth, and the sun goeth down, and hastes to his place where he arose. The wind goeth toward the south, and turneth about unto the north, the world about continually, and the wind returneth again according to his circuits. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. Unto the place from whence the rivers come, thither they return again. All things are full of labour, man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done, and there is no new thing under the sun. Is there anything whereof it may be said, see this is new, it hath already been, it has been already of old time, which was before us. There is no remembrance for former things, neither shall there be any remembrance of things that are to come with those that shall come after. Amen. We'll just pray and uh, carry on. 
Father, just ask, Lord, you'll be with us this evening as we look at your word. Help us to um, keep our eyes focused on you, Lord. Help us to not uh, be burdened and uh, weighted down with the things of the world. Just ask us, Lord, you'll be with us this evening, be with Pastor as he's preaching down in uh, Newcastle. I just pray, Lord, you'll be with our missionaries on the mission field, Lord, that you're all different places, and uh, be ministering to their people. I just ask these things in your name. Amen. <coughs> Romans 1 tells us this. 116 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Okay? Verse 7 says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Okay? I just want to ask you guys this evening, just ask yourselves, what, what course are you guys charting in your life? Okay? Um, what, what will you be known for? Okay? Just want you to think on that. This, night, this is just the sort of the theme I'm sort of just going with tonight. Just what course are you planning? What will you be known for when you pass away? When I grew up, and a lot of you probably know, I didn't grow up with my family. I was a foster kid. Um, I told my mother was in New Zealand, but my father was deceased. And when I came to Australia in 97, one of the first things I did was I went to birth, deaths and marriages. And I said, well, who's this, who's this guy? Alwyn Stanley Chapman Stone. You know, he's, he's on my birth certificate. I've never met him. I know nothing at all about him. Um, but I'd heard that he had passed away. So I went there and I said, can I um, have his, his death certificate? And they said, who are you? And I said, I'm his son. Oh, okay. No worries. And they gave it to me. Bit of money, exchanged hands, and they gave it to me. But um, it wasn't really hard to get. Okay? Um, now, in the last 12 months of our church, we've had, what, 10, 12 babies born, haven't we? About that? Yeah? And... Quite often it's easy to obtain a birth certificate. Each of those are unique, they're individual, they're individually numbered. Okay? But it's not easy to obtain a death certificate until you've died, isn't it? Obviously. Okay? And none of us know when we're going to die, do we? We can obtain a birth certificate. I've got birth certificates for my children. You've got the little kangaroos and wallabies and pythons and all sorts on there, redbacks. Um, but... I'll never have their death certificate until they've passed. Yeah? They'll never have mine until I've passed. So each of those new babies that are born is going to be born with different skills and different talents. I mean, different gifts from the Lord. Yeah? Each one's created individually by God for a purpose. Each one has their own individual fingerprint. No two are the same. Even twins, they're not the same. Okay? And each one, the Bible tells us, is loved by God before we even knew them. Yeah? Assuming each one lives a healthy age, they'll have to make a, probably about a billion decisions throughout their lives, as we do. I mean, only God knows our judgment date. I know it's not a really uh, a happy, happy theme. <laughs> But it's, it's, it's a reality, you know. We're born once and we die. It's, it's a finite. We, we one day stand before the Lord and that's going to happen, whether we like it or not. And we don't get to know that. It's a mystery that's up in heaven, isn't it? We can assume, unless we um, try to advance that and plan some things like some of these people do, we, we've got absolutely no way of knowing what our date's going to be. We've all heard of the stories of, of like super fit triathletes just running down the road, bang, heart attack. 
Brother Paul was sharing with me, um, one of his nieces, she's 15 years old, just dropped dead, just like that. We don't know. We don't know. I don't know if my wife or my children will, will be here tomorrow. I don't know if I'll be here tomorrow. That date is in the Lord's hands. He knows it. And it's only for him to know. Just as we had the miraculous event of the creation of life, okay, the exact moment of our death and our passing is beyond us. We don't understand that creation. We don't know that exact moment of conception and the moment that God breathed a living life into that soul. We don't know that, do we? It's a miracle of God, but it's in his hands. And the same thought is when we pass, it's in his hands. We have got absolutely no control over that at all. Okay? Now, one of the first and most important decisions in our life is whether we accept Jesus Christ. That's the most important decision that I've ever made. Um, and if, everything else pales in comparison to that. Um, Romans 1.20 says, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. And that's all of his creation. That's everything he's made. Even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. You know, the Bible tells us there, it says, no one has an excuse not to know God. You just need to look at the creation, look at the, the, the details of it. I remember on my journey to getting saved, I, I looked at the DVDs, I was watching the, all the Kent Hovind ones, and I was watching all these ones on the eye and the ear, and it was, it was fascinating how much details in there. And now I look back and go, how can you not believe that there's a creative designer? You, you look at the, it's just, it's amazing. And it just happened by chance? I don't think so. But um, the, the, the decision to accept Jesus Christ is the, the first and most critical step in your future. Uh, it will determine whether you stand in the judgment with the righteous or you're separated into eternal damnation. That's the first and most important decision you'll ever make. Once the death notice has been issued by the department, the date will be stamped and that will determine your path. That will determine which path you take. If you stand with the Lord or you, you burn in hell. That's what the Bible says. You burn in a lake of fire. Should you choose to accept them, then your future will hold an eternity of joy. Amen? You will have a peace that pass all understanding, you have a new song in your heart. Don't you? I know, oh man. I love, I love seeing people saved. Having the, in India, like I shared on Sunday, the blessing of being this far away from a lady and you just see the transformation, transformation, transformation. You see the Lord working in it, then bang. And it's just, it's just amazing. And you just rejoice like the angels rejoice in heaven. No more tears, no more heartache. No more sin. No more pain. We'll walk the streets of gold. Amen. Joy, joy, joy. Holy, holy. Amen. That's it. That's where we're going. But that's an individual decision. Just like all those decisions at the, the very first decision to accept Christ or not, that's your decision whether you go to heaven or not. It's your choice. doesn't matter how good or bad a person you are, how smart you are, how many names and numbers and letters you have after your name, it's irrelevant. doesn't matter how many plaques are recorded with your name on it. We've got ours just put on a plaque in the backwaters of India somewhere. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. I can't take it to heaven with me. 
Doesn't matter how many cars or houses we have. Doesn't matter how flash our houses or cars are. If you choose to reject them, be prepared for eternity of judgment. That's what the Bible says. It's just a reality. If you have accepted him, know that you've contracted your life to him. By accepting him, he's, he's, he's bought you with his blood. You've contracted your life. You've, you've signed a contract. You've accepted that. I've accepted you as my saviour. And it's like, well, you have a responsibility to me now. Whether you like it or not, you can choose how you live that out. He gives us that free will choice. First Corinthians, you're bought with a price. You're not the servants of men. You're the servants of the most high God. You get the eternal and he gets your temporal life. He gives you eternal life for your temporal life, for your life here, your little window here that you have, 70, 50, 60, 70, 80 years. You get that and he gets your life. Now, when you employ someone, those of you that have got employees or you work as an employee, you assign them a job, don't you? And Christ has given us that job to what? To reach the the lost. That's the one job he's given us. He hasn't given us any other task. He's given us one job, reach them. He says, go out and bring them in. Go to the highways and byways, go to the lanes, bring them in. Reach them. Tell them about me. We don't just expect them to um, sit around the house and, and keep it clean, nice and dandy. He says, go and get them. That's your primary job. That's our primary job. It, it, it's, I, know, I know it's hard being here in Australia. Like, like we came back from India and I was like, man, we've got it so sweet back here. Really. I said, you just... I was at a job site just yesterday and they opened up the sewer, and it stunk. And man, it just reminded me of being back in India, honestly. <laughs> and I was just like, oh. But, and, but you just take it for granted. You know? Um, but there's still the same souls, the same people. You know? He's given us the great, the great Commission, and grace graciously gives us enough time and enough free will choice to choose how we live our lives. Don't it? We can choose to just sit there and do nothing about it. We can choose to accept that gift and go, yep, I'm okay now. I'm not going to do anything. I'm fine. You'll still get to heaven. But he tells us in Romans, present your body as a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto the Lord. Yeah. We sing the song, bring them in, bring them in, bring them in from a world of sin. Each one of us has had our eyes opened if you're saved here tonight. Okay? We've got a responsibility. Okay? Along with that, the decision that we get to walk is whether we decide to walk by faith or by sight as Christians. We get to choose what we all have to work, walk a cert, with a certain measure of sight, but we get to choose and get opportunities in our life to take them whether we take them by faith or by sight. Whether we just hold ourselves and stay, stay with what's comfortable or we actually step out of our, step out of our comfort zone, you know what I mean? And we, go, we don't know. We don't know what, what's coming, what's ahead of us, do we? But we get the choice to make that by faith, don't we? <clears throat> we get to choose to accept that Christ is 
has finished the work on the cross and he's, he's overcome death. And so therefore he's overcome that power of sin in our body. Hmm. <clears throat> Romans 6 to 8, I love Romans 6 to 8. It just tells us how we've, we've got a, we're a new creature in Christ. That battle with the, the flesh is done. It's hung on the cross with him. It died on the cross with him. It's gone. But we choose to just stay here and just and dwell in it, don't we, too often. The bondage of the old man's gone. Having the power and believing in the power are two different things, aren't they? You can have the power, but you're not turning the switch on. Yeah? You don't turn the switch on. Plug something into the wall socket over here. You don't turn the switch on. It's not going to do much, is it? Having it, you've got a lamp and you plug it in there. If you don't turn it on, you don't use that power to overcome those things. You do nothing. Oh, yeah. The definition of faith in the Webster's was to trust, to believe, and to obey. Okay. <clears throat> God wants us to walk in the Spirit okay, and to walk by faith. He doesn't want us to walk in our flesh. He doesn't want us to be tied to the things of the world. I get caught up in it too, just the same as everyone here. You know? and we were talking, oh, okay, well, we can you know, keep this house, or we can buy some land and join her and buy a house there and you know what I mean and it's hard and you know two, two scriptures come to my mind today <laughs> it's quite funny actually where are they Proverbs it says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just so I was going oh yeah inheritance for my children grandchildren awesome then you read later on in Proverbs it says a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches you know a good name rather than great riches and loving favour rather than silver and gold. And I asked you at the start, what will you be known for? Is it a good name or great riches? Yeah. What do you want? What do you, what do you, what do you guys want as individuals? I know, you know what I mean? We battle it all the time, don't we? It's just, it's just one of those things, especially living in a country like this, man. We are so wealthy and so rich. It's, it's ridiculous. Seriously. It's ridiculous. The Lord has blessed us, I know, by living and being born here, man. Praise the Lord for that. We don't have to do half of the battles of these other people. The, the, the New Testament is filled with the writings of Paul and the other apostles, and he, they talk about, they, they, they identify themselves as servants of Jesus Christ. Yeah? I, Paul, servant of Jesus Christ. That's all we are. That's all we're meant to be. Yeah? They forsook. They didn't. They didn't chase the temporal things of the earth, did they? Some had houses. Yes. They're not saying sell everything, but they didn't load up their storehouses for a rainy day. Yeah? Maybe we should sometimes all need to. I think stop and take a check of, of where our treasure is. Yeah. Where our heart is at. What are, what are we we building here? What are we building on this? temporal world, is it for us? Is it for our comforts? Or can we be better be using that for the Lord? Yeah. I remember a missionary while was years ago, just after I got saved, and I went on a trip with them, and they said to me, they said, well, would you take out a $50,000 loan and just give it to a missionary? I was going, you'd take that one out for your car. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's reality, isn't it? Luke 16, no, no servant can serve two masters for he either hate the one and love the other 
or else you'll hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. He's only asked us one thing to do is to preach the gospel, that his house may be full. We don't know when or where we're going to pass. We don't know what date's going to be on our death certificate, do we? We won't get to see it. Really? Really? We only get to accept Jesus Christ this side of heaven. Once we're there, it's too late. You don't get the choice once you pass that time. Once that date's stamped on your, your death certificate, that's it. You don't get that choice. You get to hear it now and choose now. Once you're there, you contract it to him, whether you like it or not. It's by his power that we're saved. It's nothing of ourselves. And we get to choose whether we believe him and walk by faith or walk by our own sight. <clears throat> we all remember our birth date, but we don't know our death date. Yeah? For God to know, we'll be assured it will come. I just want to encourage you guys tonight to just keep your focus. Yeah? And perhaps maybe chart your course or just readjust your course somewhere. I mean, for things of the Lord, for his glory. Amen. What will you guys be known for? All right. That's all I have for you tonight. Praise a blessing to you. Um, we'll grab the uh, 